Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How you doing? Um, I started coughing a lot like a half hour ago, but I'm sure that's no big deal. Was that at Walmart or right on your way back from Walmart? <clears throat> it was since I got home. Um, so hopefully I'm fine because um, I hadn't seen my mom since before COVID happened. She's 70. She has lung problems. And we finally like decided that we had to break the seal eventually because like it could be years until there's a vaccine, you know, we can't go forever without seeing each other. So she came over yesterday for a late mother's day and, um, she kept her mask on most of the time, but we ordered some food and we sat at opposite ends of the table while we ate. Um, but I swear to fucking God, if I have COVID and I just got it the week that I finally saw my mom after not seeing her for months, I'm going to lose my shit because I like all white girls have issues with their mother. But like my mom and I just started getting along. So I really don't want to kill her. Well, what if she gave it to you? <clears throat> yeah, that could be. But she's been super safe. Like um, my brother lives with her and she is not even interacting with him. Uh, him and his girlfriend live oh. there and like. She makes them take their temperature every day, and she won't be in the same room with them. Like, my mom's been crazy, <clears throat> crazy safe. So um, I yeah. I would doubt that she would get it. Now she's going back to work because since she retired, the fixed income is very difficult to live on. And she's a nurse, and she got offered $30 an hour to do health checks for like businesses that need to test their employees as they come into work. So now my mom's going to go oh. back to work, which like I'm a little uneasy about, but she's like, I'm obviously if they don't have the right protective equipment for me, I won't do it. But um, I'm like, okay. So, wow. Yeah. They have, they have people like that at, uh, at work too. There's like all these uh, entrances are closed to the public. You know, there, there's basically like two entrances open to the public at the hospital now. Uh, well, actually three. There's three entrances, and at each one there's, you know, a station set up with a couple of nurses to take temperatures, and, the, you know, there's like a hired security guy at each entrance to like, hello, sir, are you here for a visit today? You know, or like whatever. Uh, have you been to China? <laughs> they ask all these questions. But um, then they have them at, like, some of the outlying clinics, too, where it's, like, really low traffic, and there's just, like, you know, maybe 30 people will enter that building that day, but they, you know, pay, like, your, like you know, the type of person your mom, you know, would be to just sit at the door all day and make 30 bucks an hour to just keep yeah. from being bored and, and take people's temperature. I don't know. It doesn't sound too bad to me. Yeah, no, it sounds like a good gig, and I'm, like, I'm happy for her to – it's it's just such a weird tightrope. Like, I'm happy for her to be getting out of the house, um, but – because, like, she can't stay in her bedroom for years. Cause she, like, sent me this long thing that was, like, the quickest a vaccine ever got to market was for smallpox. It took four years. They never found a vaccine for AIDS. Uh, flu vaccines in the best year are only 50% effective. So she's like, I don't hold out hope of there being an effective vaccine. I, hopefully they'll come up with some better therapeutics so that if I do get it, they can treat me. But I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. And so it kind of put it into perspective that, <clears throat> and, and I wanted to see her before, like this week, my bar opens back up. So we're going to have customers inside and then, I started work at Walmart, so it's like now I'm going to be around all these people. So I wanted to at least see my mom when I was maybe my least least likely to be contagious. Um, yeah. So I don't know. But who knows? I might not um, have to work at Walmart uh, because I came up with a brilliant idea and I ran it by my insurance agent uh, who said it should work. Uh, I registered an LLC for my podcast production work. Uh, since I do, okay. I do technically produce four podcasts uh, a week, um, 
And so I registered an LLC and then I have to hire Zach as a W-2 employee and then I qualify for group health coverage for uh, my employees. So, oh, wow. So as long as it's... That's great. Yeah, as long as there's one other person who's not my spouse, um, I can have a group health policy in place. Um, so <clears throat> I spent a bit of money today registering an LLC and... I got to set up a business bank account as soon as it's approved and I have my tax ID number and then I have to hire Zach. And um, I know fingers crossed it'll it'll work because uh, working 70 hours a week to get insurance might kill me. Yeah, that's not ideal at all. I would rather spend 500 bucks a month on insurance than work an extra 30. Ex- Just, you know what I mean? Exactly. Because like it would be... I have to work 34 hours a week to get benefits through Walmart, and um, but it's not enough money to live off of, so I would still have to work my 30 at my other job. And then after that, I would have, for $167 a month, I would have good insurance, but at what cost? Like, what, and, and as a sick person, like, what cost to my health? um and sanity so it would probably end up costing me 450 dollars a month for my insurance um but again i pay 300 a month now so it's not right that much more and and then zach will actually end up paying less than what he pays now and have better coverage so i don't know my boss said he couldn't offer insurance and um i uh managed to figure it all out so yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. I have an interview tomorrow at Starbucks too. So, uh, you know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I would much rather work there cool. than Walmart. <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, aren't the people at Walmart going to be don't you aren't you worried that you're you're going to hurt their feelings? Um, you know, I was really worried about that. Good question. Um, but uh the I had orientation today and the HR manager was saying a lot of people only have worked there for one or two weeks and she's because they were laid off of their jobs like they she had a lot of teachers then they had to go back to work and she's like you know we're happy we had them for a couple weeks they helped us get product stocked on the shelves and then this wasn't the place for them and they went back to their other jobs fine Um, so I was like okay I'm not gonna hurt their feelings um oh well, that's good they that's seem good pretty know. resilient yeah. yeah yeah it's almost like the open the open relationship of um jobs absolutely absolutely <laughs> i think they're probably because especially during all this they're just hiring in droves that they're used to things being transient so i figure starbucks said they're looking to hire for like june maybe july Um, and so I'm like, okay, well, if I only work a month or two at Walmart, it'll be money that I need, especially after I spent so much money on legal fees this morning. Um, it'll be nice money. And then, you know, then I can go on to maybe work at Starbucks. So, uh, and cause I'm anticipating with the way things are going at my bar that I'm probably going to be making less money for a while, Um, Because we're working at reduced capacity, we had to take half the tables out and tape off bar sections. So the bar top sits like a third of the people and the dining room sits half. And then we are making it so they have to arrive, like parties have to arrive together and they need to stay in their seats. So there's none of the normal mingling. Like most people go to bars to like talk to other people, talk to strangers, meet people, kind of mingle. And now it's going to be no mingling, stay in your seat. We come to you to, like, it's basically table service, like, at a restaurant. Um, You can't, like, get up and come order drinks from us or anything. So I think in addition to reduced capacity, there's going to be reduced fun. Um, So it might be a slower summer financially because of that. So I, I might be thankful that I have that Walmart money. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. That's a good point. But yeah, it's definitely going to be slower. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't you can't operate a business like that on half capacity. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Unless you're charging twice as much. <laughs> exactly. And I I was leaning towards the side of let's just keep doing to go because so restaurants are allowed to open back up here, but not bars. But because we have a kitchen and a dining room, we can open up as a restaurant. Um, but bars for now are closed and they're still allowed to sell to go cocktails and they're not, they're still not enforcing open container rules. And so I kind of felt like, let's just wait and keep doing this to go business because we're right along this bicycle path that cuts through the whole city. So we've been selling, we have these slushy machines we dump booze in. We've been selling like $1,500 worth of slushies a day to people coming off of oh, this yeah. bike path. Um, and this past weekend, someone really figured out how, it, how to do it right in our backyard drinking. This guy pulled up his 32 foot trail hauler or toy hauler trailer that has like a patio that opens down off the back and he has a giant TV in it. He was showing the fights. So like people were hanging out in luxury, legally drinking, and they're just coming up to our door to get drinks. And I'm like, let's just keep doing to go. <laughs> until you know when bars are allowed to reopen then the to-go ends but that they're thinking won't be till september um but oh wow my boss was kind of like no like let's let people back in and figure this out and whatever um and i you know i like having the the drunks far away from me it's been very comfortable yeah yeah they're they're still not opening restaurants up for dining you know in interior dining here yet mm-hmm. um and they the city did just um allow i don't know if they passed an ordinance or whatever the hell they did to allow the sale of mixed drinks to go um oh they just now passed now, it they just now did it up until now they've been including like airplane bottles with the ingredients for whatever ah, drink you want. Okay. And then a little bag, maybe a little baggie of like sliced limes or, you know, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But now they're, they're able to actually mix the drink and then they, but you have to leave with it in a sealed container. None of this like with the straw poked in, but the, but the, the paper's still on the tip of the straw. Like that, that stuff's not going to pass. It has to be in like a sealed container. That's how ours but are. Think, it has to be, there can't be oh. a straw hole and it has to be taped shut. Okay. And yeah. so then we hand it um, to I, them. And as soon as they're off our property, if they choose to then open it, then it's fine. Right. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. But so anyway, that's, yeah, we're, you're a little ahead of us in reopening. Uh, it sounds like you were a little behind us in closing and a little ahead of us in reopening. Well, <laughs> the interesting thing is worth. we haven't had a lot of COVID um, statistically, but who the fuck knows? Like my friend who's a doctor couldn't get tested when she was homesick with a cough. So, you know, who knows what our real numbers are, but we just started to see a spike in cases and deaths last week which is the same uh-huh. week that they decided to reopen. So it, yeah. it just seems kind of silly. Like we shut everything down. We ruined the fucking economy. And like, first of all, no one really stayed home. And second of all, yeah. now, now as it is starting to look like it might get bad here, we're reopening. And the uh, the state government told the universities who had been doing, so Arizona State University and University of Arizona, their scientists and mathematicians were working on modeling for spread, you know, monitoring cases, doing models for spreads to help people, you know, in government handle the situations that might arise. Um, but our state government asked the universities to please stop doing those modelings. So... They were like, don't do any more modeling. We don't want any more predictive maps. We're going on guidelines from the federal government, but the federal government isn't tracking local cases. So basically, like, the government's like, we don't want to know how bad this is getting because we're just fucking reopening. So don't even bother telling us. Modeling spread is actually my um, my top porn search. Oh, Okay. 
Yeah. That's, that's kind of my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Uh, now, but, uh, so yeah, it's going to be slow to reopen around you. I did, I did talk, so you mentioned Mother's Day and seeing your mom. I talked to my mom on Mother's Day. How? She had no idea, she had no idea that there was a pandemic or anything. She was completely oblivious. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. Is your mom your mom's in our home, right? Yeah, she's she's got essentially dementia or, you know, something similar. Um and it, it wouldn't surprise me to learn that she'd been informed of the pandemic maybe dozens of times over the past couple months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was it was it was news to her when I told her about it. Oh, I'll tell man. you that much. Yeah. How did she react? Uh, I don't know. Just like a mom would like, oh, that's terrible. Like, how's Charlie reacting? You know, like she's there in the moment, but she's kind of like a goldfish. Gotcha. Three minutes later, she's like, what? Yeah. So. Um, Yeah. So that was fun, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fun times. Um, What else is going on with you? Not a whole lot. I'm actually on my on day three of voluntary furlough. Oh, um, Ooh. yeah. Over the week, I you know they work has been encouraging us to help save them money by taking days off, and um, so I've been you know I've been uh, fulfilling that request. So, but I actually had good reason to because like. I don't know, Sunday, Sunday morning, like I woke up with this kink in my neck kind of, and it just stuck around all, you know, Sunday, Monday, this morning I woke up with it and it just, was just like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take advantage of the furlough. So I've got today and tomorrow off. Woohoo. Do you need me to mail you some muscle relaxers? <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be bad. I have um, some from my car accident. Oh, yeah, Flexoril or something like that. I don't know. And then a customer brought me some that are much stronger. So um, I can yeah. I can send you a grab bag. Um, sure, I'd, I'd take it. Yeah, yeah, I'll send yeah, them out What sucks the is the same thing happened, like, I about want to say about two or three months ago, like, just when all of the corona panic was, like, sort of in the early stages. Like, they had just found the first cases, cases in Washington – but like whatever they weren't shutting down appointments for massage yet at that point so like i even talked about it with the massage therapist i was like oh yeah this is just gonna be like a flu or whatever (laughs) (laughs) but it but it was the same thing it was like in between my shoulder blade and my spine just like a muscle spasm that basically locks up blocks up the whole area and I can't really reach it to like massage it myself and there's not really a stretch for that so it's just kind of like uh, I don't know it's um, like having a little ice pick ice pick in your back all day you can put <laughs> a um a um uh what am I thinking of a lacrosse ball or you know you could use a tennis ball or a racquetball if you have those lacrosse balls are just harder Um, But you put it under the shoulder and then you do a bridge. Like you lay on your back, you put it under the shoulder, you do a bridge and you can kind of roll back and forth to massage it. Or you can also move your arms up and down like a snow angel and it gets in there to massage it. It hurts really bad if you have a muscle issue there because my friend taught me how to do it. Uh, because I have a rib that pops out of place in that area. Oh, God. And so he's like, Jesus. this can help pop it back into place. I haven't successfully been able to make it pop. I, a chiropractor has to do it. Um, but, but yeah, it is a nice massage to put the ball under there and kind of like, well, you know how people do plantar fasciitis exercises where they roll the ball under their foot, um, but it's the same yeah. thing. And then the bridge puts your body weight on it. Um, and you can do like trigger point on yourself and you can jerk off while you do it too. You can do that on yourself too. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I would need the third per that w- I would need a second person in there just for the jerking off part. Cause I, you know, my hands are kind of busy once I'm doing the bridge and the ball rolling and all of that. I don't know. Yeah. Well with practice, you'll, you can do it all. I've, I've been doing um, yoga this quarantine and uh, it's amazing. Yeah. What you can do. 
over time with practice, <laughs> <laughs> with practice and balance. I did a crow pose today. Um, I, I should have done it in your honor. Yeah, what's a crow pose? Um, it's where uh, you'll probably recognize it. So you know like the yogic squat where you're down, you're, you're on your feet, but your booty's all is down towards the ground and you have like your okay. hands in prayer position. Well, if you put your hands on the ground in front of you and then you pick your feet up off the ground, so you're supporting ah. your body weight on your arms and your legs are still in that yogic squat. It's so hard to describe. But once No, you, I can kind of picture yeah, it. Yeah, it's like a typical thing that you'll see when it's like, oh, like this is a master yogi, and then it'll show someone doing crow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like a little seated handstand. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. But it's really hard yeah. because of the balance. The strength isn't so hard, although my big fat ass does take effort to lift up. Um, but it's mostly the balance that uh, that yeah. makes it difficult. Yeah, except especially when you've got such tiny hands, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My teeny tiny hands. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I apparently have big hands. Uh, my friend Jessica said something to me once, like, oh, well, it's not like you have the daintiest hands. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because I have, like, I have very slender fingers. And then she held her hand up to mine, and it was like a baby's hand. And so then I, uh... I held my hand up to Zach's, and like, yeah, his hand is bigger than mine, but not by much. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that's I, funny. I didn't know. It's like when I had LASIK and they told me I had fat pupils. And it's like, I got all this shit to fat be insecure about pupils. that I didn't even know about. That's funny. That's a nice backhanded compliment. It's like uh, I just watched um, Napoleon Dynamite. We had a little movie watching weekend with Charlie. And uh, we watched Napoleon Dynamite, um, Mad Max 2. The Road Warrior, and uh, oh, and the Karate Kid. Yeah. Oh, but in in Napoleon Dynamite, like early on in the movie, like the the kind of like the love interest of Napoleon Dynamite is like I, I don't know they're at school lunch or something. He's like, "Do you drink nonfat milk? Cause you're cause you think you're fat. You could drink whole milk, you know." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember that scene. My daughter was just like, you should never talk about a woman's weight like this. Oh, she's, she's very woke. When I was, when I was little, my brother had whole milk. Um, no, what did my brother do? 2% and I did skim. I think that's what it was. I had the skinnier one than whatever he had because girls are supposed to be skinnier. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I never got into oh go ahead no i just yeah. was laughing at the like just the whole concept of drinking milk because like when you're a kid it's just like oh, there's so much milk in your life everyone's giving you a glass of Dude. milk yeah my brother and i would go through like a gallon a day yep of just you know like you're thirsty you just go go into the kitchen and pour yourself a big old glass of milk and just chug the whole thing and maybe pour a second one yeah <laughs> it's, it's so like, weird Jesus to me Christ. because like now i'm just like who the fuck drinks milk but it's the same thing yeah. when I find, like, adults drinking juice. I'm like, wait, I'm sorry, what? You drink juice? Like, you're just having some apple juice? What the f... You're a grown-up. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Oh, uh, here's some goldfish crackers while you're at it. Which, honestly, it does describe <laughs> how, like, mo like, my coworkers eat. Like, they do snack on goldfish crackers, and they do drink juice. And, like, one of them was making, like, a smoothie that had, like, oh, my God, like, just so much sugar in it. It's, like, frozen berries, frozen pineapple, apple juice. And then she adds, like, some spirulina and flaxseed. And she's like, do you want some? And I go, no, I don't drink juice. And... It, mm -hmm. When you tell people you don't drink juice, they're like, they're, it's like their mind's blown. I'm like, I would rather drink liquor than juice. Juice is the stupidest fucking thing to drink in the entire world. Like, and I say yeah. that as someone who, like, I used to have to be on diabetes medicine and now I'm not because of my diet. Like, juice, 
for anyone who doesn't know this, it's all the sugars that are in fruit, but none of the fiber to regulate the speed at which it goes into your system. So when you eat a solid piece of fruit, not only is it more filling, but those sugars go into your system more slowly because it has to be broken down. So you don't get like a sugar spike and an insulin spike. But when you drink juice, you do. You might as well be drinking a soda. Um, and just juice is not healthy. Don't drink juice. You're a fucking adult. Juice mm-hmm. is for babies. And if you've ever made juice, you know how many pieces of fruit goes into making one glass of juice. You're drinking like eight oranges or something. Yeah, which is <laughs> one insane. One glass of orange juice. Because you actually, yeah. like most dietitians will tell you, you don't even need to eat any fruit, especially if you're talking to like someone who's like into keto or paleo or something. There, There is actually no reason to eat fruit but you definitely should not eat more than two servings of fruit per day because it's so much fucking sugar and so yeah to just drink a glass of eight oranges no fiber what are you doing with your life that being said if you're you know someone who you know consumes a bunch of soda or something it's like maybe eating an apple isn't so bad yeah <laughs> eat the eat the yeah. apple eat the solid apple or like i make like vegetable smoothies where instead of juicing the vegetables where you just get like the juice out of it and not the pulp i drop the whole thing in the blender and so i'll drop like an avocado include the pit because there's some good vitamins in there and your blender can chop it up you know a cucumber a bunch of spinach and some people like to sweeten that shit with like a banana or an apple sure drop the whole fruit in there drink it get that pulp get the fiber regulate your blood sugar i've never heard of putting an avocado pit in a blender that sounds crazy to me it does sound crazy and it did to me but my friend who is like a nutrition scientist i don't know he just got his phd he told me to do it and i did it and i was like oh this tastes good huh (laughs) i never would have known that don't let your dog at it because i don't think dogs can have avocado pits huh why uh, it kills them. Why? It kills them. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> I wonder what the means of death is. Do they uh, choke on it, or is it just mm, like chocolate to them? Um, here, I'll type it up. Well, this is pup dates. We can... Uh, oh, yeah, pup date. We can tell people. Okay, I'm typing in avocado dogs. Can dogs eat avocado? The answer is yes and no. Avocados contain person, a fungicidal toxin, which can cause serious health problems, even death in many animals. Uh, Person is present in the avocado fruit pit leaves the actual plant. So all these parts are potentially poisonous to your dog. Um, Okay, that was Uh. just in the teaser. I clicked on the link. Um, Let's see. Uh... Let's see. Okay, it doesn't... Exactly what amount is lethal isn't known. Uh, In large amounts, it can cause vomiting, diarrhea, and myocardial damage. Um, Avocado's flesh... Uh, avocado flesh's high fat content can lead to gastrointestinal upset and pancreatitis uh, in dogs if they eat too much. And because it's calorie dense, it can also lead to weight gain. How fucking dare you? Oh, another concern is the stone at the center of the fruit, which may cause choking. So don't feed it to your dog because they don't know how much of this uh, person uh, that's in all parts of the avocado is poisonous. But it can fuck up your dog's heart. That sounds bad. That does sound bad. Although I always take these poison, you know, poisonous plant lists with a grain of salt because um, <clears throat> if you look at them... They'll list, you know, for humans, like plants that are poisonous to humans, they'll list things like cacao and coffee and, uh, you know, tomato and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> like, how poisonous is it if it's food, you know? Well, <laughs> like... the cacao's super poisonous. When Frank was little, he was only a pound. He um, opened my mom's backpack where she had a chocolate bar in it. And it actually was like a health food store chocolate bar that was like super concentrated, like 100% cacao, not like a milk chocolate that's a blend. And so 
Um, she took him to the vet. They had to call animal poison control. Animal poison control had never even encountered this product before. And they had to like do some math and they were, they had to pump his stomach and keep him there for over a day because it was a lethal dose because he was only a pound. Um, and they, mm-hmm. they had told us, you know, once a dog tastes chocolate, keep an eye on them because they'll do anything to get to it. And so cut to like, I don't know, four years later, I'm out and my mom calls me and says, I just got home. There's like a eaten Hershey bar in the dining room and Frank doesn't look so good. But like Frank was behind his gate like he was so he wouldn't have had access to the dining room. And that's when we found out that he was had been jumping the gate while we were gone and running the house. And then when he heard us coming home, he jumped back in the kitchen. So anyways, he had to go have his stomach pumped again because he was willing to jump a gate to get on a dining room table to eat a chocolate bar. And so my policy since then has been all chocolate in the house goes in the freezer. Like <laughs> the one place where I know that Frank cannot, he can't open a freezer. Um, Cause he's, you know, I have little dogs. So things like uh, onion or chocolate or avocado are worse for them versus a big dog. I think you just make it swallow Vaseline and it induces vomiting and then they're fine. Wow. Yeah. 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 I'm learning stuff. Yeah. It's it's hard <laughs> being a, do- a hashtag dog mom. Yeah. One of these days I'll be a dog dad. One day soon, I, I hope. Yeah, I hope so too. I think it'll be soon. When the time is right, Rob. When the time is right. But I think the time is right. It's just a matter of like, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think the pound is out. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, I but. know that dog fostering has gone up like rescues have because people are home. So people volunteering to foster dogs has gone way up and people adopting dogs has been way up. It's for me, especially having gotten a new dog just before this happened, it was a great opportunity to work with him, you know? Um, so yeah. I think for a lot of – so I don't know about the pound or anything, but I know, like, rescues are still operating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the pound might be reopening. I don't know. I think I remember reading that they were – you could, like, make an appointment or uh, something. Oh, that makes sense. But Yeah, so it was, like, limited capacity, but you could still go in there or something like that. But Yeah. I don't know. It would be fun. I do miss petting dogs. It's it's the best thing that you can do with your time. I know. I know. My neighbor dog, Blue, like, her porch, her front porch is right outside my bedroom window. So, like, all I have to do is, like, kind of uh, open the blinds a little bit, you know, like, Peaky Blinder style. Uh-huh. And then if she's hanging out, if she's just, like, napping on the porch, I get a big old eyeful of Blue. <laughs> and then sometimes if she's awake... I'll like uh, open up the blinds and crack the window open and go, Bloop, you're a good dog. <laughs> she looks at me like, what the hell is going on right now? Is that <laughs> exactly how you do it? <laughs> That's exactly how I do it. She's kind of puzzled, which entertains me, but I do get to talk to Blue. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, anything else we want to talk about? I mean, I don't know. There's not a whole lot. The crows, they're they're still, like, nesting and doing all their stuff. Oh, I did find, um, I spotted a crow, like, building a nest in the worst spot. Oh. Like, right near the sidewalk. Yeah, just, like, in this, you know, like, on a, in a street tree that's just, like, embedded in, you know, like, a cutout in the sidewalk, essentially, and there's a tree planted in there. And then, so on one side, there's sidewalk. On the other side, there's road. And so there's, like, no, if the, it can't be, you know, because crows will build, like, decoy nests. So I'm thinking maybe that's what this is. Otherwise, it's, like, a first-timer parent or something. Because if that crow baby falls out of the nest, it's got nowhere to go to be safe. You know, it's just going to get stepped on or run over or <laughs> something. Oh. So... Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know, it's in the dumbest spot. So I'm thinking it's a decoy, but it was fun to, like, catch the crow building it. It's like, ah, 
I see you. He didn't want a peanut. It's <laughs> like I'm I'm busy and you spotted me. I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> but but no raven sightings um lately, not since the last recording of pup dates. So that's good. Um, I would like to encourage all of our listeners to check out the Druid Gladiator saga of films. Mm. They are films, not they're not movies, they're films, okay? What's the difference? And uh, <clears throat> oh, they're filmed on film. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that yeah. true? Were they they're... filmed on film? <laughs> They, I believe they were filmed on actual film, oh. which is, was like really expensive and prohibit, you know, kind of prohibitive time wise. You couldn't just do a bunch of extra takes I, because like every minute, because every minute of recording cost you like $20 or something. You know, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I think so. when they were, when were they made? Was digital not very good at the time? Digital was not very good at yeah. the time. I think it was 2002. Oh, yeah. There was no... Um, uh, the di- digital from that time was worthless. Grainy and yeah. And they could have done, vi- you know, like video cassette technology. Mm-hmm. But Charlie had this old um, like Russian surplus video camera. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> For real. I don't know if it was Russian. I think it might have been, though. But it's like this, like, clunky 80s, but, like, solid, you know, and, like, quality, good quality, but, like, really heavy and noisy. Like, during their early films, they had to figure out how to... You have to get Matt on the... Should we call Matt right now? I mean, we can. I hate bothering him. I think I also hate the no, idea. No, let's call him. I hate the idea of forcing him, him to be on a podcast with the word sex in the name. Well, he does. he's fine with it. He just will have someone else read it to him if he's reading it. He'll have his wife come over. Say, Elizabeth, read this word to me. Oh, it's kind of late there. It's like 10. He's awake. You think? Yeah. I hate We just have one question. Okay. I just want to ask him about the camera. Okay. That's all. I feel like we should call Charlie for that. Because didn't Charlie film those? I don't have Charlie's number. I don't have I don't have Charlie's number and I wouldn't feel comfortable calling okay. him. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna call, but you have to do all the talking because I'll do all the talking. Okay. Um what's Matt's phone number? I don't I it's not saved in my phone, strangely. Oh my god. Sydney. What? Six oh three six four four zero zero four. Eight. 603-644-0048. 0048. 0048. Yeah. Right. Okay, okay. I just do don't you, like bothering him. I feel like... You don't have... Do you have any tattoos? Because I feel like that should be your first tattoo, maybe. No, I, I, I don't have any tattoos. I'm not going to get any tattoos. Um, well, that'd be a good one to get. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but I like... I have too much reverence for Matt to just be abusing his phone number the way that, you know, people like yourself do. (laughs) He advertises it on everything he does. I know, but you have to understand, I'm the same with, like, my, like, friends where I'm like, I don't want to bother them. I'm such a bother. (laughs) Um. He. This is an opportunity for him to be on a podcast and talk about his filmmaking career. Do you think that there is any part of him that would balk at that idea? I don't think so. Call I, the man. Okay, I guess please, you have to please. do. You have to do all the talking. Okay. All right. Okay. This dialing break brought to you by Shock Marathons Productions. Hello. Hey, Matt. Matt Farley. This is Matt hey, Farley. Hey, you're how's on it going? The, it's going good. You're on um, our podcast, the one with the S-E-X word in it. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, yes. Well, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Oh, awesome. That's great to hear. Um, so we just have one quick question for you. Bring it on. It's about... It's about the filmmaking. We were talking about Druid Gladiator Saga, 
and the camera that you guys were using at the time is it am i mistaken was it like some old like soviet surplus like 80s era camera um not for the druid movies the druid movies was a mini dv camera but um for freaky farley and manch vegas the two that we did on film that was from like the early 70s it was an early 70s russian camera that charlie <laughs> charlie somehow uh acquired and um it was like it was just very like um just big and bulky, but like one of those things that it's going to, you know, like three centuries from now, it's still going to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it super noisy too? Super noisy. You know, um, Charlie would put um, like literally wrap a sleeping bag around it sometimes to try to muffle the sound. <laughs> That's why most of um, Freaky Farley is dubbed. And here's a, here's a funny story, if you don't mind. Is that all right? Yeah, Quick go story? for it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. So we were making Manch Vegas, and Charlie put the camera down on a rock, and he did it apparently <laughs> just a little bit too forcefully, and it suddenly the camera wasn't working. It just wouldn't oh. work. And um, we're like, well, I guess we're not going to film anymore because the camera <laughs> stopped working. <laughs> And, uh, and so I had work the next day, like the next day was a scheduled day off from filming. So I was like, I gave Charlie some cash and the keys to my, my minivan. And I was like, go to New York city and fix this. I don't, you know, spend up to a thousand dollars to fix it, you know? So Charlie spent the whole day driving four and a half hours to New York city to the camera shop where he bought it. And, uh, wow. he gets there, shows him the, the camera the guy opens it up. He literally just like moves one little thing, like a fraction of an inch, and then boom, it's working again. It cost twenty dollars. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> twenty dollars to fix it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that but, sounds like a bomb-proof camera. Yeah, it, it can survive anything but being placed gently on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was, I should, like, the the motor was working, you know, other than that, the motor was working, but by the end of Match Vegas, um, the lens, the lens was starting to get a little loose. You know, sometimes people will say, like, hey, it's out of focus, and we're like, yeah, we know, like, the camera, <laughs> we had to glue the lens back on periodically. <laughs> Oh, sorry. That was the last movie with that camera. It retired after that. Yeah, yeah. I bet we, I bet we could have gotten it, you know, adjusted pretty easily. But it was more the, um, the cost of the film. You know, we were spending ten thousand dollars per movie, oh and my it God. was, it was like, um, this is crazy. Nobody's, nobody's watching them. No one, no one's buying them. You know, so. And the technology got to the point where, like, the, the HD cameras were looking a lot better. So we moved on. But I miss it still. There's something about the film, don't you think? I definitely think so. That I have to say, I, now, I didn't know that that was the last one shot on film. <clears throat> but uh, I do have to say that Monsters, Marriage, and Murder... Is that Monster? Sorry, say the name of the film, Matt. Monsters, Monsters Marriage, and Murder in Manch And Murder in Manch Vegas. Okay is still, I think, my favorite <clears throat> of yours and Charlie's films. I like nice. it. I mean, R River Beast, maybe two. And then definitely, of course, Slingshot Cops is like is up there as well. But there's something about the campy, almost like, um, like Archie Comics style of, of monsters. Uh, you know, it's just, it's the best. I love yeah. it so much. Sydney, um, what are our chances for you in October um, getting here? Well, I we already bought plane tickets, so okay. I, we might have. Even, what about your surgery, though? Uh, who knows what's when that's going to happen? Um, I'm kind of hopeful that maybe in August, because I just uh, registered my podcast production as an LLC, um, so that I can provide health insurance to my employees. Uh, which is you <laughs> which is nice. which is me um so if all of those steps go well hopefully maybe august september i get that handled and then 
October should be um, should be good to go. I'm, I'm, I'm it's thinking. the first thing. First thing I thought of when I get, I guess I saw it on Twitter. You were like, "Oh man, I have to postpone my surgery." I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I mean, I would have, I would have gone either way, um, but yeah, because I think um, Zach's sister is coming down from New York City to uh, meet up with us, and I've never met her in person. So oh, um, yeah, we're making it a whole family affair, and and Rob's gonna come, I'm sure. Well, we haven't um, sold the car yet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'm just going to hang on to that as a bargaining chip and just be like, well, you know, you know, if I'm going to sell this car and attend the extravaganza, I'm going to need a, uh, you know, a, a, a cameo in your, you know, in your next film, I think. Um, well, I mean, I, we talked to Owen, too, about, you know, you driving it to Vermont, selling it to Owen, but then driving him to the extravaganza in it. I love that. I'm sure <laughs> Owen hates that idea. He hates all ideas. He, he well, just hates ideas in general. Well, at the last episode, I, I said on Twitter, that last episode uh, that I tweeted about, um, the two of you did great. I loved it. Really good stuff. Oh, thank you. Thank, which, oh, thank which episode? Yeah, thanks. Um, was it Polanski? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a good yeah. one. What a terrible person. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's it's a weird thing to be a fan of of discussions of um, scumbags, but I I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you guys uh, do great research and, and good topics, and I get fired up though by the end of it. I'm just like, I want to be like a, a vigilante, you know? Oh yeah, that's how I am, and so I'm <laughs> I'm always like, I have such a list of creeps that I need to do episodes about. Um, but I'm like, I need to pepper in like some lighthearted things. I can't spend all of my time reading about creeps. I'm like, I better write about, I think I'm going to do an episode about Kundalini yoga, uh, soon, but I think the guy who ran that was a creep. So it's just, they're everywhere. Um, and I'm exposing Well, well, I mean, it's just, it's just a whole thing about just, uh, humanity. The minute that you, people start idolizing people, those, the, those idolized people, be, you know the power power corrupts so it's just uh it's just keeps on going and going but and i, I like the mcafee one that was a while back but it's oh. good i don't have to watch do- docs because i got you guys <laughs> thank you yeah we're, we're doing the work for you <laughs> um yeah that guy he announced on twitter that if you had over i'm trying to think it was like five or ten thousand subscribers he would be on your podcast but i only have like two thousand so um I don't know. Maybe I should have just tried anyways to get him on. Um, but I don't, I, you know, do I really want to interact with these people? I don't know. I hear you. Well, <laughs> oh, and, uh, and just tell Zach, I'm, I'm a big fan too. And I can't wait to play him in basketball. Okay. Thank you so much. You know, he's not training. I don't think he's taking it seriously. Well, neither am I. So we'll be, we'll be ready. Okay. <laughs> I just watched the jo- the Jordan documentary that gets me fired up. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. How good is that? Um, it's like, I love it because he's, he's, uh, his mentality is so inspiring. Like this focus on, on excellence and winning and going for it, you know, and, and it's not fun. It's not always fun to be around, I'm sure for his teammates, but, uh, you know, the end, end justifies the means, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It is one of those things that you watch and you get so fired up and you're like, I'm going to take on what my projects in life with so much vigor. Um, And then, you know, it gets to be five days since you've seen the latest episode and you're like, wait, I'm lazy again? That happened fast. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, then you only have to wait two more days and then you get fired up. Yeah, exactly. It gives you another dose of the, the medicine or whatever. Well, thank you guys for calling. This was uh, delightful. Yes, thank you so much, Matt. I know it's late there. I didn't want to call, but Rob made me. Don't worry. I did, Elizabeth, I did. Elizabeth and I were just watching Dharma and Greg. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> oh, good show. That's very top. Good. That's very topical. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good one. All right, you too. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. He sounded kind of pissed off. I think he sounded a little tired when he picked up the phone. I think he was upset with you calling him like that. He's probably going to unfriend you now. Rob, are you trying to freak me out? 
<laughs> no, that was great. Don't you think that yeah, was no, great? He, he was, loved it. He was happy to hear from us. And it really, like, it continues to flatter me that he, like, spends his time listening to my podcast because he yeah. uh, he's a busy man. Um, and so, I mean, I'm flattered, honestly, when anybody listens, but when it's someone whose work I respect, who like, I know works so hard, I'm like, I'm honored to be like, you took time out of your day to listen to this. Um, cause it's not like he's like yeah. a cubicle warrior who can listen to podcasts all day. Um, ah, he's a stay at home dad. He's got nothing but time. Come on. <laughs> I don't know if that's how and that works. He loves, he's. He loves nothing more than self-promotion. So the opportunity to be on a podcast and talk about monsters, marriage, and murder in Manch Vegas. Seriously, guys, listeners, you have to go look at it. I don't know if it's available on... It's probably on Amazon Prime. Have you seen it, Sydney? Um, No. I think the only one of his oh. films that I've seen is... I've seen Slingshot Cops and the Christmas Special. Um, but if it is available okay. online, maybe we could do a Manch Vegas group screening in the Discord chat if we're able to get that. Oh, to work. that would that would be a good idea for sure. But I think you should probably send away for like a pack, like a, a Motern Media pack, because uh-huh. um, he'll send you, he'll send you a bunch of DVDs, and okay. um, that's one of the ones he'll send you and. River Beast probably, and then you know Freaky Farley or whatever. But they're all they're all so good. They're they get better with each viewing. Is the thing they're one of these like, I mean, you would describe it as like a campy '80s film sort of with tons of like hidden jokes and then just like things that aren't intentional, but they turn out to be jokes, like yeah. just like awkward acting and things like that. And literally all of his movies. They, you you really don't start to appreciate them fully until like the fifth viewing. That's when they <laughs> you know really I mean? sink like in. They're cult. They're all cult classics. I mean, they're instant cult classics. Um. Well, I'll just make this uh, plea to if anyone's like more tech savvy than I am. Um. So we can do group viewings in the Discord uh, server, and it's really cool because we can hear each other's voices and then we share the screen. But I can't show it off my screen because um, when on Max with Discord, for whatever reason, it'll show the video, but it won't share the audio of what I'm watching on my computer. So someone with a PC uh. needs to do it, um, and they can show it and share the... Um, the video and we can do a group viewing. So we just need to hammer that out. Um, cause yeah, we are, we tried it with teen wolf and we ran into so many snags, but I I'm down to do it again. Cause it is really fun. Yeah, it does sound fun. Um, you guys did like a Netflix, didn't you do a Netflix cr- Google Chrome thing or something? Yeah, there's time? a Netflix party extension for Google Chrome where you everyone has to download it so everyone has to have Chrome um, and install Netflix party and then one person can take their screen and they share it with everyone else so you're all seeing the movie and the volume at the same time and there's a chat window on the side so you can type you can type what you're seeing so you have to be it works best on a laptop because you don't want to sit at your desk um on a computer but yeah and then it's a text chat window instead of a voice chat um but that that's really fun and that that we were able to get to work um except for um i fell asleep because um i'm so much older than any of my listeners and i have to go to sleep early yeah um and plus it sounds more complicated too with the audio involved i don't know well yeah there's a lot more that can go wrong Well, it's just whether you want to talk to each other or whether you want to type to each other. And, you know, typing, I think, is more inconvenient, but then you can hear the movie more instead of hearing people talk over it. So it's just depending on what you're watching. Like we do the Rock of Love group viewings um, with a different Discord um, that this uh, person on Twitter, Reality Wagon, made. Um, And we do voice chats for that. But it's we're watching Rock of Love. You know, we can talk over it. Who uh-huh. gives a fuck? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. And then with the 
then with the Netflix thing, of course, you're limited to things that are available on Netflix. So exactly. Kind of, so, yeah, with yeah. Discord, you can show whatever whatever you want. You could do a DVD if it's playing on the um, host's computer. So, um, okay. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like the way to go for a... It sounds like we need to do a Monsters Murder and Marriage in... No, sorry. Monsters Marriage and Murder in Manch Vegas viewing we, we on do. Discord. We do, but we need yeah. to maybe do a trial where someone with a PC tries sharing their screen so we can make sure the volume works and then we can like announce it on Twitter and we can all watch it together as a family. Um, as a family. Yeah, and it's a nice way. To, yeah. It feels like you're hanging out with people in, in times like these when we can't. So. Oh, unprecedented times like this. <laughs> unprecedented Difficult. times yeah mm-hmm. challenging challenging times oh my gosh so challenging yeah we have it so good we have it so good and people are bitching <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe it we're living like we're living like the people in the that pixar movie wall-e oh but, yeah um, but we're complaining but we're complaining about it. Like, oh, it's too modern and convenient. Like, I oh, I have to have everything I want delivered to me. This is such a pain in the ass. Yeah, I want to... <laughs> I want to s- go look for parking. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, god damn. If the first 20 minutes of Wally isn't the one of the greatest things in the entire world, that when there's there's basically no dialogue the first 20 minutes, it's just like a silent film. It's so beautiful. Everyone take some mushrooms, watch Wally. You're not gonna go you're not going to some fucking ashram right now, you know? So just take some mushrooms at home, watch Wally, and um if you uh want to join the Discord server and try to host a monsters marriage and murder in Manch Vegas, uh family movie night, please slide into my DMs on Instagram or Twitter. Um, cause that would be super cool. I just, there's some things where I'm like, I don't, it's not within me. Number one, I don't have a PC and I'm just like, I can't be up on everything all the time. It's just me. I am but one person with two jobs and, um, it's, you know, whatever, whatever. You know who would be good at hosting that, hmm. uh, movie night is, is Owen. Um, Owen doesn't have good Wi-Fi. Owen. What? Yeah, he li- where he Ugh. lives, it's rural. His uh, internet's not consistent. Son That's why he bitch. collects DVDs. You don't. You didn't listen to me on his show, did you? What? Oh, right. I did listen to it, but I maybe I didn't catch the part about the Wi-Fi. That sucks. Yeah, he said it kind of in passing, but I've talked to him about it outside of the show. So yeah, not yeah. great Wi-Fi out where he lives. Um, I mean, Seth might do it. Does Seth listen to this show? I think sometimes I don't know that he's right or die, um, but we'll figure. Well, <laughs> maybe I'll I'll tweet out uh, who would who would like to do this because basically they just have to have a PC and be willing to share their screen with us for two hours um, and download the disc download and install the Discord server app. Um, and then so I'll- you know the you know the. Sorry, you know the kind of computer I have. Is that's not a PC or what? Yeah, no, you can't do it on yours because you have a Mac as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. 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 Huh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Technology. Uh, I just this- Johnny. I bet Johnny Unicorn. He's a Seattle guy. He's into he's into PC over <laughs> over Apple. I'm sure. You think so? I bet. Yeah, you should. Um, in fact, I'll tweet him. Should I tweet him right now? I don't want to lose the phone call, but I think I can tweet him right now. Yeah, just tweet him. Ask I'll him. T- I mean, we can we can I'll wrap up. It. It's <laughs> been an hour. We talked to Matt Farley. It's Where are we going from there? It's not going to get any better than that. Oh, I wasn't going to call Johnny. I was just going to like. Tweet no, no, no. I meant like you don't have to worry about losing the phone call because what? I mean, what what are we going to do? Call Barack Obama oh, right, again? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, right. 
Yeah, we've kind of already climaxed, and then mm-hmm. we're we're on the down slope for the yeah. past twenty minutes after Matt. I mean, there's we probably should have just hung up with Matt and ended the show, but you know, what but are you gonna do? You this, gotta, we just needed to peter out till people were sure that they decompress. didn't want to listen. Yeah, I just want to talk <laughs> until people are certain they don't want to listen to me anymore. <laughs> like it starts out and they're like i don't really like her but okay and then by the end they're like i definitely don't like her um there was a good 15 minute window in there when we had matt on the phone that was that was probably you know oh you could probably edit out everything but the um but the matt farley call and just call it the matt farley episode well 15 minute one what if I just put that on Patreon as a Patreon exclusive? Like, <laughs> that would be very you, rude. If you want to listen to this podcast without oh. us. Oh, I was thinking put the Matt Farley on the Patreon. No, no. That's what Matt I'm Farley saying. Yeah. So like on Patreon, it would be Matt Farley only. Like you have to pay a dollar to get a podcast with just him oh. and not us. Oh, right. So everything is available on the free podcast. You just cut off all the fat for the Patreon. Yeah, for the Patreon, I cut yeah. off all the fat, which we need to do another okay. Patreon. Because um, this one I'm just going to put up on the normal feed, but um, we need to figure out another Patreon episode to keep people happy. Because they're, they're th- breaking news, breaking news. Um, it costs, the hosting for the podcast costs $17 a month, and I now make $13 a month on Patreon. So this podcast only cost me $4 a month. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Unless I factor in that I pay for Adobe Creative Cloud to edit graphics for this. But if we're just doing the podcast hosting alone, I am only, it only costs me $3 a month now. So th- thank you to all the Patreon supporters who are my favorite people. And uh, we need to figure out what we want to do for them next. Um, if anyone has any ideas, shoot me a message. Yes, thank you, Patreon subscribers. You are the my favorites. I think all of them um, have my phone number at this point. If they don't, it's 646-778-7743. But I think most of the Patreon subscribers know my phone number. So um, shoot me a text if there's something you want us to talk about or cover or something you want me to interview Rob about um, that's too hot too hot for the free feed (laughs) and then barring that you know if no one suggests anything i'm always up for uh some phone calls you know yeah Um, book here's some i have some suggestions i'll just tease it um booking a cruise okay booking a stay book it book a stay in las vegas oh Um, okay and then but maybe maybe cough cough a lot the whole time and then, uh, <laughs> and then um, I was thinking maybe we could call some bra stores too. Oh yeah, we could definitely call some bra stores. There's a real shady bra so. store out here. I'll get the number for. It's like okay. <laughs> it's like in the middle of Central Phoenix, which is really like nice now for the most part. Everything's been gentrified to fuck, and it looks like it's the same quality of building you would see like a psychic run out of. You know, like it's kind of dingy and there's just neon signs in the windows that say bras. Um, and yeah. they, they have like a handwritten <laughs> sign that says we go all the way up to 68 triple F or whatever. Like their thing is they have like a wide variety of bras. What? Um, I'm sorry. 68 triple F. Yeah, it's they they go all the is- way up. So like if you are like a, a large person with breasts so big no one's ever seen them before they'll hook you up with a bra um that's kind of their bag uh because a friend of mine went there to buy a bra because she was she wasn't super big but her titties were fucking huge like oh my god get this girl a surgeon her back's breaking huge and so she went there to buy a bra and then the owner talked her into taking a part-time job there being like you can get a discount on bras if you work here and then she worked one shift and felt really uncomfortable the whole time. And so she never went back. And I just was like, that sucks because now you don't even want to go there to buy bras anymore. Um, but then she had a very public schizophrenic meltdown and things got weird. Uh, I hope, she, hope she's doing well. 
Yeah, she, me too. I think but, she got like arrested um, will... on a plane. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, something something real <laughs> weird happened with like a mental health break from reality, and it involved being on a plane. Ooh. I, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I will say that 68 F is my new um, screen lock password. 68 F. So, yeah. My new pin so. number at the bank is 69 F. all right sydney well i think until next time uh this has been a really good episode it's been great it's been a great uh, time it has been a great time should we wish the listeners um well you go first oh we're gonna wish them a happy hump day um because i'm putting it up on hump day hell yeah have a happy hump day (laughs) y'all bye